you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot of talk over the weekend about Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah. So on Friday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced that he was appointing a special counsel uh, to continue investigating the president's son. And it's the same prosecutor who tried to give a broad immunity deal to Hunter. His name is David Weiss. And so a lot of us were saying, okay, we all know what this is. This is about siloing off um, any investigator involved in the president or the president's son, because Weiss was supposed to be uh, testifying next month in front of Congress when they get back from a recess. And now that's probably not going to happen because the investigation is ongoing now. <laughs> By the way, in some of the greatest unintended comedy I ever saw, was the Washington Post editorial board with the headline, Hunter Biden shouldn't get special treatment. Yeah. Well, welcome to the party. Jeez. Right. It's still a BS opinion piece, but I mean, they're forced to basically admit some things now. But, oh, you know, he shouldn't get this special treatment. Don't pretend like you're real journalists all of a sudden. Give me right. a break. It's like, it's like now all of a sudden people are saying, you know what? That was kind of a sweetheart deal. And the fact that the guy who cut that sweetheart deal is now a special counsel in charge of investigating the president's son proves how independent the Department of Justice <laughs> and therefore the special counsel really is from undue political influence. Give ah, me a course. freaking but, break. But it's you know, you know, you've heard it a thousand times. Donald Trump appointed him. Uh-huh. This is Donald Trump's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And he had all of this information for five years. He doesn't do anything with it. But now this is the guy that's going to bring about justice? Right. Yeah. Give me a break, man. He was busy. Okay. So yeah. the the word is he's not getting a sweetheart deal. Right. From who? Right. Well, that Democrat Representative Dan Goldman, who is now the... Uh, one of the top hatchet men uh, who goes out on cable news and broadcast television to defend Joe Biden. Uh, Dan Goldman says anyone who has a problem with the fact that the same guy who cut this sweetheart deal with, with Hunter Biden is now the special prosecutor or special counsel, well, they just don't know what they're talking about, okay? Uh, okay. Well, no one knows what the evidence is. So when they say this is a sweetheart deal, they are blowing smoke because they have no idea. Um, and so this is, to my mind, having been a federal prosecutor for 10 years, not at all a sweetheart deal. This is something that is routinely treated in a civil way, through civil uh, penalties, not criminally. And yet Hunter Biden was charged with crimes. These guys, let me whip out my special prosecutor badge and lay it down well, in front of you. Well, well, also at the very beginning, he sort of told on himself there because he and other Democrats are saying, well, there's no evidence connecting Joe Biden to whatever it was that Hunter was doing. But then he says, well, they haven't seen the evidence, so they don't know what they're talking about. So right. wait a minute. Yeah. Is there no evidence or is there evidence you just haven't seen? Dude. And as far as a former prosecutor here, yeah. well, there are plenty of other former prosecutors that will go right out and tell you this is an absolute sham. And we will get to that coming up a little bit later. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, 
But Biden and the administration wants to build housing for illegals right at the border. Mm -hmm. So what does that tell you when you see that headline? All I'm thinking is, okay, so you've heard from New York. You've heard from people in Massachusetts. We can't deal with this immigrant crisis. We always just thought this would stay in Texas and Arizona and those states. So let's start building housing there, and we'll just house people there, and that way we can't be bothered up here on the East Coast with all these illegals. Right. So they just want to take uh, or create more tent cities along the border uh, in order to to deal with the crisis that they themselves created because Border Patrol facilities and DHS and HHS facilities are overrun yet again. Yes. Well, these poor asylum seekers... And again, how? what's the percentage that would actually be credited with being an asylum seeker? It's less than 3%. Yeah, it's single digits. Yes. But in the story, it says Biden's plan would provide housing for illegal immigrants where they could come and go as they please, while the Department of Homeland Security puts them through an expedited process. That from Axios. <laughs> Unbelievable. Dude, I mean, I, you think about giving out housing and whatnot. I mean, we have a homelessness crisis going on in this country already yep in major especially progressive cities where they have incentivized homelessness and drug abuse out on the streets and we're putting federal resources towards people who actually shouldn't even be in this country yes it's pathetic talked about this for a long time we're talking about uh the disenfranchised um the communities that are just not paid enough attention to all across America, right? Well, screw you people. We got these other people to tend to right now. Mm-hmm. What is the message for the people that vote for them all the time on the left? The message is we already have your vote. Right. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get new votes. It is. It's disgusting. By the way, have you heard this phenomenon with successful women dating homeless men? What? Yes. No. We'll get to it later in the show. Are you serious? Yes, I have a whole piece on this. God, everything is upside down. Everything is. (laughs) Everything. And you're thinking about that buddy of yours right now that can't get a date. Right. Yeah, he's like, what? Dude's got a job. That's his problem. (laughs) He needs to quit, buy a tent, and live under the bridge. Get to it later. Uh, Meanwhile, of course, tragedy in Hawaii. Just awful situation. Yeah. Well, and as we talked about the other day, you know, a lot of this would be blamed on climate change. That's just part of what season we're in right now. Uh, but this is pretty interesting piece of audio, David. Yeah, Maui, of course, suffered devastating wildfires. Around 100 people that we know of are dead right now. A thousand more are still unaccounted for. It's just it it's awful, devastating. Uh, Democrats are making this all about climate change, even though the state was warned repeatedly about the undue risk of wildfires. There's now a lawsuit against the electric provider for not shutting down uh, uh, power lines when they knew that the power lines could have been taken down because there was a hurricane uh, far south but close enough to Hawaii that it was causing uh, like massive wind gusts and whatnot. And so now there's a lawsuit against the power company because they think maybe that's what started it. A power line went down, sparked a blaze, and then we know the rest. Um, Senator Maisie Hirono, though, Democrat out of Hawaii, (laughs) was on CNN and said, no, no, no. Joe Biden needs to declare a climate emergency. Roll it. I think that we uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge uh, that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But for example, 
the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat climate change and, and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Yes, there is more that needs to be done, and there will be lessons learned from uh, the, this ongoing tragedy for the other counties as well as the county of Maui. I've mentioned this before. If there's a case of the record skipping the groove, <laughs> that's it. What are you talking about? Are you trying to get every talking point in in a situation yes. that doesn't really compare to what's going on? Right. It's like, wait, you're, you're telling me that you sent out all those billions of dollars to control the weather and it didn't work, huh? Basically, yes. <laughs> and what you've got tragedy in your state, but there's still other states with their head in the sand where you can't even talk about climate change. Yeah. Where? What are you talking about? I don't know. I live in Texas, and right now, just because I said the word climate change, I've got Greg Abbott's stormtroopers outside my studio door. <laughs> it's been nice working with y'all. <laughs> Battering rams. <laughs> They're getting ready. He <laughs> said the words you can't say. Get you, into that studio now. You can say climate, you can say change, but you cannot say them together. And would it be against the law for Tapper or whoever the host is to say, hold on a second, the... What are you talking about can't say climate change? And what does that have to do with what's going on in Hawaii right, right now? Are you freaking serious right now? That's what I would like to hear. You know, it's like on Monday, it seems we hear these clips from all of these different politicians. I'm talking both sides. And they just get on and talk nonsense. Yep. I have no idea who watches this and feels like, man, I'm really well informed now. I can trust these people. What an absolute joke, I'm dude. waiting for her and Kamala to have a joint press conference sometime. Oh, jeez. God dang, that'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. By the way, speaking of Maui, I saw this story. Uh, tourists, not not in Maui, you're talking like 11 miles away, but are being, well, criticized because they're snorkeling. It's kind of like life goes on for the tourists while they're there in Hawaii. Why do you look confused, David? Why is that supposed to be controversial? I'm bringing that up because I wanted to know what your thoughts were on this yeah. story. I mean, I, it's like... It's a tragedy, but you're also there. Maybe it's your the only time you'll ever go to Hawaii. And I mean, unless they're snorkeling in front of that's what I was fire department yeah. boats or whatever, then I don't really see the problem. It, I thought I was the insensitive one. It is this company called Maui Snorkeling, and it was seen taking tourists out for a snorkeling tour. That's while the west side of the island was, you know, basically on fire. And apparently there was a lot of frustration about that, especially from people there local. The company says we didn't mean to be insensitive. They did issue an apology on their website saying that even before the tour went out, it was intended to be a fundraiser to raise money for the Maui Food Bank, and they were donating 100% of the profits. And later on, they did follow through with a $10,000 contribution and say they've also paid staff to help with the relief efforts including stocking incoming boats, donating supplies, stuff like that, and they're no longer sending tours out. And then they wanted to be clear, they were not in waters adjacent to the fires. They were 11 miles away. Okay. <laughs> and, but it seems like everyone agrees this was a terrible error in judgment. No, I don't agree with that at all. Hey, and, you know, it's hard to make that call not being there. And taking the temperature of what exactly is going on in and around you. You know, I mean, it, this tragedy was unspeakable. And I, I don't know if, if life grinds to a halt after that. If you're in the vicinity of, I'm not sure. I don't. 
I don't know if they're saying they should have done everything they could with any boats they have to go help people, but that's not what I got out of the story. No, it's like don't don't enjoy yourself while this is going on. Yes. Yeah. And I can understand that, but at the same time, I understand. Hey, well, there were comments from people saying, you know, how in the world could you possibly in the be in the mood to be snorkeling while people's livelihoods and lives are being destroyed nearby? Yeah. So so don't patronize a business that may be in for some hard times moving forward. I, <laughs> you know, what I, makes I, no what sense? Going under, yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts were. I mean, what is the proper mourning period? Well, I mean, they, when Hurricane Harvey hit my hometown of Houston, I mean, there were still baseball games going on. There were still, I mean, it's like the world yeah. doesn't stop when there's a tragedy I, I know. most of the time. I mean, like a guy is taking his family and they're on vacation. They planned on snorkeling. We're not going to do it. We're going to sit in our room because everyone's suffering. I don't know what they expect people to do. I'm not quite sure. thought that was really interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. A lot to get to. Um, oh, man, did you see the big smash and grab in Los Angeles oh, at yeah. that Nordstrom? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. smokes, man. Now, if you were a mile away from that, you better not have been enjoying yourself. I'll tell you that. And this is also a crazy story. Is the cure for cancer hidden in black jelly beans? Yeah, you'll find this interesting coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, quite the scene over the weekend in Los Angeles. Dozens of masked and hooded suspects ransacking a Nordstrom. Dude, it was unbelievable. The video I saw was incredible. Yeah. Okay, describe it for those who haven't seen it. Well, these dudes are bashing in the cases, and they're just sweeping the, the jewelry out into little buckets, mm-hmm. like, or whatever they're called, and w- walking out the door with them. Yeah, and the uniform was basically like a black long sleeve with well, yeah. the hood. Yeah, it was a home face game. covering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the weekend before, it was in Glendale. Yeah. So is that also a home game or the home and aways? Uh, it could have been same? home and away. I don't okay. know. Maybe they got a home and home. I don't know. Well, it appears last weekend they got away with like over $30,000 worth of stuff. It yeah. was over $100,000. It, it was incredible. Between 30 and 50 people. Yeah. At all the told. same time, all coordinated, yep. all in at the same time. Again, there's no repercussions for bad behavior. If there isn't any, bad behavior will continue. Well, hold, hold on a second. There aren't any repercussions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. To stop that, right. because the mayor spoke Karen Bass. Oh, okay. She means business. All right. I can't even say that without laughing. Karen Bass. Bass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she said what happened at the Nordstrom is absolutely unacceptable. Of course it oh, is. Yeah. yeah. Those who committed these acts and acts like it in neighboring areas must be held accountable. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. The Los Angeles Police Department will continue to work to not only find those responsible for this incident but to prevent these attacks on retailers from happening in the future. See, she means business. Of course. People are going to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Imagine all those kids with their new watches are shaking in their shoes today. Yeah. Do you remember when the, the smash and grab stuff started really taking off a couple of years ago? During the summer of love. Yeah, during the summer of love. And you yeah. can see the pain in their eyes as they were walking out with big green TVs and whatnot, yeah. and therefore yeah. we needed to turn a blind yeah. eye. How many liberals, I mean, I remember reading articles, hearing news anchors and news commentators saying, well, you know, when you're talking about, you're not talking about organized theft here, okay? It's people just taking what they need because the pandemic has been so hard on them. 
Yes. And then you hear from police and managers of Walgreens and whatnot in San Francisco saying, no, it's it's like a day later, I see all of my merchandise out on the sidewalk around the corner. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah it's organized yeah. retail theft. I mean, of course these, it is. They're coordinated. They walk in, you smash, you grab. There's too many people to stop. This is why, again, we need to, uh, you know, deploy the baton brigade. Just start Absolutely. cracking skulls there. I agree. One of the well, people... at the time, it was, looting was reparations. Right. I remember That's what that. BLM yeah. in Chicago said at well, the time. Well, they got insurance. If somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. Black right. Lives Matter Chicago rallied in support of people who looted and are locked up at the police station at 18th and State. That is reparations. <laughs> Anything they want to take, take it, because these businesses have insurance. No, it's not all these people are all that skinny like they're starving. Uh-huh. Uh, they look like they have nice clothes. Well, what? At least one of the people there had bear mace. Well, they yes. did spray that security guard. That was the other thing. It's getting crazy. Well, that bear mace needs to be regulated. Well, and when they escaped in in different vehicles, there was one BMW and another in a Lexus. Yeah. But they were just stealing because they need to eat. Right. Probably stole the car, too. Oh, my goodness, man. It's insanity. Okay. I mentioned a possible cure for cancer hidden in black jelly beans this story comes from the study that found a chemical in black licorice could help fight pancreatic cancer which is one of the world's deadliest cancers experiments on mice have shown that a flavonoid in licorice root can kill pancreatic cancer cells wow not the candy flavoring actual licorice root which is an herb that's widely used in traditional chinese medicine Researchers found it can also make treatments like chemotherapy more effective. So this is like a promising development. It's early. Doctors are warning people you shouldn't go out and just consume large amounts of licorice, which is too bad. Because I love me some licorice. But the American Heart Association says, hey, eat a ton of that can cause heart and kidney problems. Can be life-threatening. So it's early, but at least it's promising. Wow. Trump says we'll never take a plea deal. The latest on him. Straight ahead. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Jet Axer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, you may have heard, uh, was asked about the disaster happening in Hawaii and asked to be had anything to say. And he said, no, no comment. And just walked away. I mean, ask him about Ukraine and he'll, you know, talk your ear off. But an American state on fire, bah, whatever. Um, so it's now clean up on Isle Joe at the White House, and so they have used his Twitter account to put out a statement about being laser-focused on getting aid to survivors. There we go. Including critical needs assistance. He's touting, I'm not making this up, a one-time $700 payment per household for relief during this unimaginably difficult time. Hey, I know you lost everything, but your household is getting $700. Are you joking me? No. <laughs> no. Now, I mean, there's FEMA assistance, of course, on the way. There's there's insurance. And so, uh, it, you know, it, of course, it's awful if you lose your home and everything. But if everybody is alive, you know, they're, they're going to figure out a way to, to take care of you. But apparently, it's $700. That's going to be the real difference maker. What is astounding and hilarious 
is the fact that all the president has to say is our thoughts and prayers are with these people. This is awful. Yeah. And we're going to do everything we can to help these people. Period. The end. That's it. But he's too incoherent. Uh, uh, no comment. I've been told by everyone to say no comment about everything. Yeah. So I don't want to get myself in trouble. So he sticks with that. And as they clean it up, they come up with a big seven hundred. Well, that'll fix it. Are you freaking joking? I can save $700 on a new iPhone. <laughs> if I have what, like an iPhone 12, I want to trade in. Well, it's better. Than, I know it's better than a kick in the teeth, but yeah. it doesn't sound very good when you've lost everything. <laughs> it's man. better than him answering, what's Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. It's just programmed to say no comment. Right. right. If they ask him, hey, what do you, what do you think about what happened to, uh, to uh, Hawaii? He'll respond with something about Pearl Harbor, probably. Exactly. <laughs> and he had a great uncle there or something. You know? Oh, of course. No one. Not, uh, not, the history books will note it. Yeah, of course. All right, so there's an update on Trump. I don't think this is a surprising update. No. Well, Donald Trump on the campaign trail was asked if he'd consider taking a plea deal in the avalanche of criminal cases against him. Okay. Is there any chance you take a plea deal in Georgia? We did nothing wrong. We don't ever take a plea deal. Yes, sir. We don't take plea deals. It's a wise guy question. Are you going to change this? It's a wise guy. We don't take plea deals because I did nothing wrong. It's called election interference. You know what that is? Because these indictments are brought out by fight. Wise guy question. (laughs) That part I got to admit cracked me up. Who can't even put two sentences together. This is Joe Biden because he can't win the election. By himself. He can't win the election based on votes. So what they did is they got the attorney general to do it. And then you see how stupid they acted yesterday with the appointment of the special counsel. Call it special counsel. And what a crazy thing that was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that he's not interested in doing a plea deal. No. The The Georgia indictment will probably come down tomorrow because the the grand jury is now hearing what is basically a greatest hits of what has been compiled by the uh by the prosecutors in georgia and so the whole find me the votes yeah so that they're they're they've been seated and they'll be hearing evidence today and it'll probably go until tomorrow and then tomorrow is probably the day that they'll announce that he's been indicted again and you've heard this whole argument on whether or not trump really believes that the election was stolen from him. Mm-hmm. That's how part of this is going to go down. So as he's saying, find me the votes, he's not saying make up votes as some people would take it. Like just find them out of thin air and create them so I win. No, I know I won. Find this. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what it's going to come down Pretty to, much, that sort yeah. of thing. I mean, to try to keep on top of every one of these indictments, man, and all the details. But that that's the point of this. It's a coordinated it effort to flood the zone as much as possible. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news. He'll probably be convicted on one of the charges at some point among all of the criminal cases against him. I'd be surprised if he wasn't convicted on one. And at the end of the day, the most effective thing that Democrats are, are banking on would be just the, the fact that the guy's under indictment multiple times. You'll and then prob- depending yeah. if he wins the primary. Yeah. Like, when does all this come down? Because we really don't know. You'll probably be able to buy indictment plates, like presidential plates. Engraved, Maybe. Engraved with each indictment on he, it. He needs well, to start selling mints and just yes, call it right. Trump indictments. <laughs> Trump, Trump, right. Exactly. Each one is like his little head. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. At the same time that's going on, it's very possible 
Biden is going to be impeached. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be an absolute mess all the way around. It's, it'll be interesting, at the very least. More on that a little bit later. That time of the show, going around the table, may not be the biggest story out there, but it did catch your attention today. David, what's your story today? Michael Cohen, remember this, the former attorney for Donald Trump? Oh, yeah. Apparently, he's thinking about running for Congress, and he'd be running in a primary battle against Democrat uh, Jerry Nadler. I just find that really funny to me. I was just thinking this morning, there's not enough Weasley jerks in politics. Maybe Michael Cohen should get it. <laughs> Let's get Michael Cohen in there running yeah. against Captain Nads. Now, yes. Captain Nads has praised Michael Cohen for his bravery and coming out against Donald Trump. So it's going to be mm-hmm. an awkward primary if he does, in fact, decide to run. Two guys with absolute no shame. Uh, pretty much, all. yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. What's your story, Scott? Uh, Nestle's USA is recalling some of their Toll House cookie dough, particularly the chocolate chip dough, due to the potential presence of wood fragments. Oh. The recall includes two batches of chocolate chip cookie dough, break and bake bars. The affected batches were produced on April 24th and 25th and were distributed to retailers nationwide. The company did not specify which retailers were impacted. It's only a matter of time they bake these things in trees. We know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> the little Keebler elves, yes. Oh, uh, for my story today, and I want your honest opinion that if this deserves to be national news or not, what I saw this morning on Good Morning America to me was another national news outlet taking a story and saying, hey, this fits a narrative. We could do some race baiting with this one. Let's run with it. And this happened in Lansing, Michigan, where you've got this kid. He's 12 years old. Tayshawn Bernard, handcuffed and uh, put into a police car because, well, they say he was just taking out the trash. Well, there's more to the story, obviously. Mm. So let me go ahead and play you how ABC rolls it out, and we'll get to exactly what happened and you tell me if this is that big a deal or not. Thank you, Robin. Now to an ABC News exclusive with the 12-year-old handcuffed by police while he was taking out the trash. Police said with the case of mistaken identity. Mistaken identity. Hmm. It says what happened to his son should have never happened, telling us the 12-year-old boy is a straight-A student in school who wants to later become an engineer. The father going on to say the situation could have ended badly had his son panicked and took off running. Would it have made a difference if his goal was to be a rapper? <laughs> to this story, just asking the question. Don't want to get... Oh, anyway, go on. When it happened, I was really, like, shocked and frightened about, like, the situation and how it happened. This morning, 12-year-old Tayshawn Bernard speaking out for the first time after being handcuffed and detained by Lansing, Michigan police while taking out the trash in what authorities are calling a case of mistaken identity. Okay, they've said that twice now in the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how, how was it mistaken identity? When it happened, I was really, like, shocked and frightened well, I bet. about, like, the situation and how it happened. This morning, 12-year-old Tayshawn Bernard speaking out for the first time after being handcuffed and detained by Lansing, Michigan police while taking out the trash in what authorities are calling a case of mistaken identity. Can we just hear the same things over and over? I'm so mad I didn't want to hear anything. His father, Michael Bernard, horrified and disgusted. In this time and area in America, I, I am scared, scared for anything to happen to my son. Michael says it all started when he asked his son to take the trash out to the dumpster at their apartment complex last Thursday. Okay, and I'm getting to what 
what was the mistaken identity? What yeah. are we talking about with this? As you're watching this. He was taken out his trash, huh? When the preteen didn't return after being gone for several minutes, the father says he looked outside to okay. find Tayshawn surrounded by police. I saw police around him, so I dropped what I had in my hand and rushed downstairs, and I said to the police officer, I said, why do you have my son in handcuffs? What's the problem? Okay. Tayshawn was released moments later, but visibly shaken, turning his back to officers as his father, seen here visibly upset as well, continuing to chastise officers as a neighbor continues to record and the, and the officers are now saying yeah okay all right we understand it's a kid but we we understood that there was a suspect okay someone in neon pants and a white shirt and we're looking for this person and that matched the description yeah so, so that's why they approached him so he, he was detained for a few moments and this is a national nightmare? That's correct. Dang. What they're saying is, people, this happens quite often. Mistaken identity, somebody, oh, well, it must be that person, and then they're talked to. Something could happen, but they're making this all about race. Mm -hmm. Okay. The Lansing Police Department posted on Facebook, our officers was pursuing a suspect in a string of Kia thefts wearing neon shorts and a white shirt. A different officer was in the area and saw Tayshawn wearing a very similar outfit and put cuffs on him. All right, Attorneys for the boys say Tayshawn did not have on a white shirt. The shirt that he was wearing was a light gray or a light oh. bluish color shirt. Come on. There's okay. No Do you know... <clears throat> Okay, I guess I would call it mint green, but it's very, very light. <laughs> and you, when you see the picture, you can totally mistake it for being a white T-shirt. Well, the, uh, well, I, I'm also, I'm also just sitting back to the national conversation over what color that stupid dress was. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> was it gold and blue or whatever the other colors were supposed to be? Hey, dude, I'm not saying this was a great thing that happened to the kid. No, it's very unfortunate. This is a national story with, you know... It the mayor also apologizing for the ordeal, telling ABC News LPD is in contact with the family and providing support for any trauma involved, saying our officers do their absolute best to protect Lansing. But in this case, a mistake was made, and we own it and apologize to those affected. But the family tells us in response they have yet to be contacted by the mayor or police guys and they're thinking about a lawsuit that was of the other part just for time's sake and i'm uh, just like okay when's the press conference so i'm thinking this is this has got to be a big story in lansing right i go to two different news outlets in lansing it's not even on the front page <laughs> like most red stories not even in the top five right it's mostly about michigan state football but isn't that what national media does oh, yeah it's here's this guy who was uncomfortable for a few moments. I'm sure that the cop is uh, kicking himself for getting it wrong like that. And but you were inconvenienced for a few minutes. Okay, right. I'm sitting here thinking, did the guy get like taken down to the station and interrogated? What happened here? But no, oh, he was out of the car before it left the parking lot. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's my story for today. It's crazy. All right, much more to get to. Um, the Washington Post. <laughs> Boy, that's a 180, isn't it? You know, Hunter Biden shouldn't be getting special treatment here. <laughs> and who is the biggest pop culture jerk? There was a whole bracket starting with 64. Wait till you hear who made the top four. We'll get to it coming up. The Monthly Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. This is an interesting development. Yeah, it really is. So the Washington Post has put out, from their editorial board, not just one writer, but from the editorial board, has put out a piece that says, you know, on second thought, Hunter Biden shouldn't get special treatment. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was told reliably from all these people in, in mainstream media that, you know, Hunter Biden is getting a routine plea agreement, hmm. okay? Nothing special there. In fact, if he wasn't the president's son, he wouldn't even be talking about criminal charges, okay? I like the way the talking points change. Yeah. This is about a father loving his son. <laughs> That's all. That's all yep. this is. Yeah. Wait a second. There's nothing, there's no evidence that suggests that Joe was a part of this. Yeah. And now, well... Uh, yeah, he shouldn't get this special treatment. Yeah, That's absolutely right. So, boy, it's on the up and up now. Yeah. Uh, initially appearing reasonable, the plea deal for Hunter Biden turned out to include peculiar details, suggesting critics might have been justified to suspect that Mr. Biden was being what? given special treatment. What? No way. Peculiar, uh, peculiar details? Really? Like, not going to prosecute you for anything we've been investigating <laughs> moving forward? That's <laughs> yeah, peculiar, all right. Right, it is. Uh, uh, they say special counsel should <laughs> not be appointed lightly. They have tended to overspend and overreach. Boy, I wonder if they ever said that about Robert Mueller. Anyway, wow. one temptation in the Hunter Biden case might be to investigate the president himself, as many of his critics wish. So far, the record suggests President Biden's behavior was not spotless, but also not criminal. So now it's nothing wrong to, well, I mean, not spotless, okay? I mean, some lines were crossed, but it's not criminal, all right? Yes, it is, actually. And he lied about it. (laughs) I mean, it's like in two months it's going to be, well, okay, it's criminal, but it's not as bad as Trump. I mean, that's basically the road we're heading down now. It seems that way, I think we're already there. Yeah. Yeah, Man, that's something. Okay. Oh, I wanted to get to this because I mentioned it real quick. So there's actually the biggest pop culture jerk contest that I think it was the ringer that put this together. And so it starts off with 64 jerks. You've got Gollum in there, Stifler from American Pie. He's a jerk, really? Stifler. Come on. Newman from Seinfeld. Jerry from Tom and Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Uh, Biff from Back to the Future. So you got all these people, and then... You know, you just keep going through the rounds. And in the end, the winner, biggest jerk, Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Well. I don't know if you agree or not. He squeaked past Eric Cartman from South Park, one of your favorites, David. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Eric Cartman killed the kid's parents and fed it to him in Chile. I think that's that's worse than anything Shooter McGavin ever did. I don't think it's a contest of who did something worse. It's just who's the biggest jerk. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there could be a difference there. I'm not defending this. I just think it's, you know, fairly funny. Phil Connors from Groundhog Day didn't make it into the Final Four, apparently. Hmm. We might have to do a similar ranking like yeah. this. That'd be a whole lot of fun. We'd do it with politicians. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Is this a news update? Is this a tell? You know, I, I, I think it might be. So, you know, there have been rumblings about whether or not Joe Biden can make it to 2024, whether or not he'll be president. And there's a talk about whether or not he might be replaced at the head of the ticket. But the problem that always resurfaces is what do you do about Kamala Harris? Because nobody likes her. It's not, and, and again, that, that's not just like some conservative talking point. Ask Democrats in the 2020 primary who actually didn't care about her enough to allow her to even make it to 2020 while still in the race. She didn't make it to Iowa. She didn't because nobody cared and nobody likes her. She's got the lowest approval rating of any vice president since polling on this kind of stuff began. Um. So the polling's turned around for her, right? No, not it today. hasn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can say not tomorrow either. No. And yeah, then, of not course, ever. you've got the problem in California, her home state, of Dianne Feinstein, who's 90 years old and is not in good health at all. I mean, you're not even That's just talking about That's being kind. It. Yeah. I mean, she's got dementia. She had a lengthy battle with shingles. She fell and hurt herself recently and is taking another leave of absence. And so you got to figure pets out. Her heads are falling off, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's a bad situation. <laughs> At this point, she's a walking, right. barely talking liver spot. Yeah. Um, so the L.A. Times has a unique take on this. A columnist there, George Skelton is his name, says President Biden has a problem, and so does Vice President Kamala Harris. Senator Dianne Feinstein is a problem, and there's a solution for all of this. Apparently, the take is Dianne Feinstein resigns, and then Governor Gavin Newsom appoints Kamala Harris to replace her. There's your out. (laughs) There's your out. If you're the Democrats, there it is. Yeah. You got to get rid of her somehow, some way. Would she do that? You know that that's what I wonder like yeah. can, do you go backwards to somebody who who uh reached the second highest highest office in the land go back to the Senate Yeah listen okay I don't know this is how I picture it in my head So let's say there's the conversation the powers that be the democratic brokers right mm-hmm. call Kamala in and they're telling her this and she says no you understand how you got this position, right? Right. Okay, you're a box checker. All right, that's it. Have you seen the polling? People can't stand you. You have no future unless we prop you up and you go back to this sort of position where it doesn't matter who would run as a Democrat, they're going to win. Okay? That's the only place you can be successful. So if you decide to, you know, break loose. I just broke loose. <laughs> with that cackle of yours, you're going nowhere. You're going to get destroyed. Yeah. Okay, we have a lot of information about you of what you've been doing actually over the last couple of years. So if you want to do the smart thing, you better just go on back. Mm-hmm. That's how I picture that conversation going. Yeah, replace her with Maisie Hirano. 
<laughs> I mean that. I mean, I think that would take that's that's a lot of uh, legal hoops that they jump through. I think that's incredibly unlikely. Also, because the Democrat Party is is uh, pouring a bunch of money into the current uh, primary, and you know that that's got Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, et cetera, in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I think it's incredibly unlikely, but boy, that would be an interesting turn of events because then you bypass the election altogether. And do you really think that Adam Schiff would still be running for the seat when the actual election came up if Kamala Harris had been appointed? Man. Well, I got to believe if you're the L.A. Times and you're throwing that out there, whoever did write it, there has to be approval from the higher ups before that gets out there. That's yeah. not just some blogger. Right. So there's a message in that. I got to believe. Very interesting. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. So news update there. That's interesting. Meanwhile, uh, Joe never got involved in Hunter's business. Well, you know, he just didn't. Except there's all these receipts. Yeah, except that one time. Uh, Democrat Representative Dan Goldman says Joe Biden hopping on the phone to chat with Hunter Biden's business associates. No big deal. Come on. It's no big deal. Are they still going with the weather on this thing? Uh, yeah. And also oh my saying, gosh. well, he was never really talking about business. Okay. okay. The president saying hello to people when his son puts them on the phone is not at all doing anything to influence uh, any policy, no. to uh, use How do we his know? position for uh, any nefarious purposes. And in fact, what we do know. Why do they give that Nimrod 83 grand a month if they can't get influenced? Right. Do you understand how the world works? You're just, and you know it. You're just full of crap and you're a liar. Well, it's no big deal. Af- why do it? Why do it? Right. You wouldn't. No. Is that the only official action the president took related to Hunter Biden's business interests was detrimental to Hunter Biden's company business interests. And this is the former federal prosecutor, Dan Goldman. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear from another federal prosecutor, former federal prosecutor that makes sense. That would be Andrew McCarthy talking about this whole Weiss special counsel thing being an absolute sham. This is the Biden Justice Department's vehicle for maintaining control of an investigation that they are not pursuing. They've had the case for five years. They've never indicted it. They're strategically allowing the statute of limitations to run to the point that the 2014 and 2015 conduct, which covers most of the $21 million that the congressional investigation report showed this week, that's already time barred because David Weiss himself decided to let those charges die rather than bring an indictment. Right. They're not doing anything that you would do if there was an actual investigation, and he can't be a special counsel because he's inside the government. Yeah, that's supposed to be illegal. So again, man, and you're talking about the American people trying to follow all of this and make sense of it? As I've said, I don't know how many times, we do this every day and it gets totally Mm -hmm. confusing. I mean, they're they're still blocking for the guy. But I think they realize at some point the truth is going to come out. Maybe they are wondering. Maybe now is the time we just get rid of this whole thing. Gavin Newsom comes in. I don't know. We shall see. Okay, Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. You've got a clip from him, David? What's this about? Uh, <clears throat> Chuck Todd from Meet the Press begrudgingly admitted that the governor of Texas might have had a point with the whole border crisis when he started putting migrants on buses and sending them to Democrat-run cities. What? Yeah. 
Are you kidding me? Roll it. New York City's growing humanitarian crisis. The shelter system slammed by an influx of migrants. The new calls for federal help. I guess Greg Abbott was right. What? He said once he got blue cities to deal with this, that they would be uh, very upset at the federal government. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. I was watching it live. I couldn't believe it. You know how you got to, you can rewind it on my, on my, t- I went back and I replayed it like three times. Did he just say that? Chuck Todd? I thought for your heart health, you had sworn off watching the I Sunday did, shows. and I went ahead and dove into the deep end this Sunday, and mm-hmm. I was up early, and I decided okay, and I started right. watching it, but I couldn't believe what I heard. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, he went back to being Chuck Todd later in the broadcast. Oh, I'm sure. He wasn't going to completely change his identity, but just for a brief moment there. Well, and you wonder, the other thing is, for the likes of Chuck Todd, hey, this is starting to affect us now. Right. Yeah. The East Coast here. Yeah. Holy cow, we can't have this. Real people. I mean, it was one thing. What is it? Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. But now it's in our cities. Oh, we got to do something about this. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Well, and that's when the story breaks. All of a sudden, Biden and the administration is talking about, well, let's just put housing up right there at the border. Mm-hmm. That way they won't have to get bust. We'll just have people right there. I don't think Greg Abbott's wanting that either. Uh, no. How about, how how about, about enforce the law right. and protect the border? Oh, no, we can't do that. It's the future voting block. Can't have it. Well, it's closed anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, the border the is secure yeah. from Mayorkas. Right. You know, if you saw this, man, I didn't know what you were going to do with this, Scott, because I know you love yourself some Skittles. I do. Skittles face backlash after images of its pride packaging featuring pro-trans statements went viral on social media the other day. I saw this. Yeah. It's a, it's a BLM and Trans Lives Matter, or BLM Black Lives Matter. It's got all sorts trans- of slogans. One of them yeah. is Black Trans Lives Matter. That's it, yeah. The Skittles, and that's a little white package, because I think during Pride Month, maybe they, they say we're giving the rainbow back to right. the community. Right. Something like that. Okay. Another slogan is, joy is resistance. Okay. All right. So what are you going to do about that? You're going to keep shoveling those Skittles into your pile? Well, I'm just <laughs> no. I'm just wondering: uh, is Skittles too successful? They're trying to stop the success of their product. They're just selling too many now. You got to put an end to it. Well, they're owned by Mars, and Mars has done a lot of this type of stuff over time. Golly, yeah, it's one thing after another after another. I mean, I don't think they're going to face the kind of backlash that Bud no. might because, I mean, you've got... It's a different audience. Well, yeah. well, a lot of times it's kids. Yeah. Because, like, I don't care what that says, man. I love me some Skittles. Right. <clears throat> it's kids Maybe. and Scott Robbins. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe Bud Light should start putting Skittles in the cans. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah. 75% of Gen Z adults hold a favorable impression of the brand. According to a survey earlier this year, I, I would suppose before all this nonsense comes out, you feel good about Skittles? Be like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. I don't eat them very often, yeah. but when I do, yeah, it's good, whatever. But yeah, so some people are like, yeah, they're trying to turn your kids into BLM and LGBTQ plus activists. Taste the diversity. <laughs> <laughs> the diversity of flavors all together. Right, yeah, right, together. You could write for these yeah, people. Right, I'm telling you. Yeah, a little backlash going on there. So is that something else? Are you going to be done with it? You boycotting? Yeah, I haven't had a Skittle since for a long time. Okay. All right.
Much more to get to. I'm a superintendent in California. It's hard to say if schools will close too long. Have you <laughs> seen the testing, dude? You can't admit to that yet? Get to that and much more coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so there's a California superintendent that says it's hard to say if schools were closed too long? Yeah, not just a superintendent, the state superintendent. Uh, nobody wants to accept blame for keeping kids out of school during COVID, especially because, well, there's a lot of people that they called science deniers who are sitting there saying, I told you so, because it was pretty clear schools were perfectly safe to be open for in-person instruction fairly early on. Yeah. Uh, and we were all called names for stating oh, that gotcha. yeah, part of it. Uh, California State Superintendent Tony Thurmond was asked if his state kept things closed for too long. And, well, this answer is just maddening. This is from an interview on Fox L.A. All right. Go ahead, Todd. You know, it's hard to say. A million people died from COVID. And hard to say. I, I think that California took the right measures to keep everyone safe. Our biggest challenges, I think, around learning loss stem from the fact that we went into the pandemic with a million students who did not have access to a computer oh. or access to high school. Oh, okay, that, isn't that, that always exists. the answer? Here it's just go. not the access. It's not the Jeez. decisions we made. It's, it's, it's because the evil rich people and they keep the computers from the poor kids. In Anybody? California. But since then, we've made sure that we've provided a million computers and funding to have broadband all across the state. And now everything's solved and everyone yeah. has A's. You know, you so know. why go back to class then? Why yeah. not just keep doing it? You know, I, I think I think the technological gap is one of the reasons why many of us were concerned about long-term remote schooling it was mentioned yes by the way you know not every kid has a laptop available not every kid has high-speed internet where he can stream uh, yep. uh video and you're really screwing over a lot of poor kids with this you are but the thing is even for kids that had a laptop the learning loss was there because right. it's not the same as in-person learning and we learned that too and we knew that uh. Jackass Todd. And so uh, we have to keep working together and focus more on <laughs> solutions rather than on blame. It's sad. The solutions and blame. Even yeah. with the time no. that California schools may have taken longer than other states to open, all across the nation, students experience learning loss. Yeah, some worse than others, like your state. And as long as people like you are in charge, poor kids are going to have to pay the price. Yep, that's the deal. I mentioned this earlier in the show. There is a docu-series in the works about women, talking about successful women, who date homeless men. I can't. Tiffany Haddish I is can't. producing this docu-series. Are you, are you serious? I am dead serious. Successful women who want to date homeless men. Well, I guess there's no question over whose place you're going to be at. Well, no. Once the date's over. Well, yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to hang out with everybody. Community. Yeah. Uh, she said, by the way, I experienced homelessness for myself and found that there was a stigma on it that I don't think should be there. Everyone deserves to be loved. That was her statement. Everyone deserves to have someone supporting them and caring for them, not necessarily carrying them all the way. It's really important for people to make sure that they know that because it's really hard to be homeless. So many people are isolated and living on the streets alone. Okay. If you have a soft spot for homeless people and want to improve their lives by all means help as much as you can i'm not saying you shouldn't but this everyone deserves to be loved 
So how dare you discriminate against someone homeless? That bag lady wants your loving, Scott. Who are you to deny her? Dude, it's like Thunderdome there. You, not you, going there. You, remember, just a few weeks ago, the mayor of New York City was asked about, uh, was some protester said, oh, you're screwing over homeless people. And they didn't use the word screwing. Um, yeah. And he goes, hey, you, you know, you would think that we'd be happy if somebody were making love to homeless people. Apparently they said, he said Hot that. Damn, yeah. We got ourselves a show. Oh, yeah. That's the next dating reality show. You can see this coming a mile away. <laughs> Five wealthy women and one homeless guy. <laughs> you know, I was just listening to a podcast with Jordan Peterson and Helen Joyce, and she was talking about that this is where we're going, that there is a whole movement about the right to sex. Okay? <laughs> Saying that that's the one thing everyone can discriminate on. You choose who you want to have sex with and who you don't. But there's a movement saying, well, that's not really kind. So because there's there's old men, there's there's younger obese, and they want to have sex with particular women. And by them denying these guys, so, that's not right. That's not loving. So you're telling me that there's a pro rape crowd out there? Well, is that no? You give yourself willingly. Oh, that's that's what the movement so, says. It's absolute freaking insanity. Yeah. Oh, yes, God. this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Yes, that's where we're going. All right, biggest story of the day. I'll tell you, man. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, is off to a good start in the latest indictment of Donald Trump. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, we're expecting the indictment probably tomorrow, but apparently someone at the Fulton County DA's office briefly posted it on the public website. Uh-oh. So Reuters uh, was reporting, okay, yeah, they uh, Trump's been indicted. Well, now they've taken it off the website, so I guess it was a sneak preview. I'm not really sure what's going on here. Okay. Hmm. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. And Illinois banning free speech to crack down on guns. Mm -hmm. Why not? There are a lot of women that would never have sex with J.B. Prisker. I guarantee you that. (laughs) (laughs) The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. So Illinois banning free speech to crack down on gun, guns, uh, guns. Yeah, so Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has signed a law banning firearms advertising that officials determine, the government determines, produces a public safety threat or appeals to children, militants, or others who might later use the weapons illegally. So if you have any sort of provocative advertising, if you say things like, well, if you love freedom, you'll come to Bob's Gun Shop or whatever. Right. Well, that seems pro-insurrection. The state of Illinois will not allow it. You know, most of the shootings and murders that happen in the state of Illinois aren't from people who go and buy their guns from gun shops. Nope. So unless there is a, a, a niche advertising campaign specifically appealing to people who buy high points out of trunks, then I don't really know what this law does other than, uh, well, try to starve people out of business. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Well, JB's not worried about Skittles doing Black Trans Lives Matter advertising, but boy, these guns, you can't do anything like that. You know, Illinois is the third in terms of population leaving. Illinois is number three on the list. 
Well, that's an improvement. They well, were number one for a good couple of years. Well, there's hope that they can retain that if he just hmm. keeps making idiotic hmm. laws like that. Well, have another corn dog and move on. Part of this as well is to open the door to allow lawsuits for gun manufacturers and gun yes, dealers of course. if their products are used to commit atrocities. Um, Prithker said in a statement, we hold opioid manufacturers accountable. <laughs> right. Sure we do. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, hilarious. Vaping companies accountable, predatory lenders accountable, gun manufacturers shouldn't get to hide from the law. Again, what a joke. Tell me where Remington has come out with an ad that says, yes, you can walk into a school and kill a lot of people with this firearm. It's nonsensical. By the way, a quick correction on something. As we were talking uh, in the segment before, and J.B. Pritzker's name got brought up, it was about this docuseries in the works about women and successful women who date homeless men. Mm -hmm. And one of the statements from Tiffany Haddish, who's putting it together, was everyone deserves to be loved. And I had mentioned I had heard on a podcast there's this movement, apparently. People are saying, well, there's a lot of people that deserve to have sex, and they may be very unappealing, but they deserve it. And they should get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what they're talking about is paying for it, not just women willingly giving it up. But this was mm -hmm. Helen Joyce, um, she's from Ireland, journalist, uh, credibility for a long time, and still until she started speaking truth, and then she was an enemy of a lot of people. Uh, but she was on Jordan Peterson's podcast, and I think they got booted together off of YouTube for talking about trans stuff. But anyway, this was Peterson talking about this very thing. Of uh, immorality to say no to anyone who asked you, who offered a sexual invitation. Oh, well, we're heading that direction. I mean, there's even a book called The Right to Sex. I mean, there are arguments now about how, say, an ugly or a fat or a disabled or an elderly or a poor man, you know, he's not going to get anyone to sleep with without paying. So we have to have prostitutes for those men. And, well, what if he's poor? Well, then the state has to pay for them. I mean, these arguments are seriously being made in some corners of academia. So that's why I wanted to correct that. It wasn't that women should just be willing out of the goodness of their hearts. No, we should all pay for it. It's, it's, what is this, like the Make-A-Wish Foundation? <laughs> A bit, yes. Well, maybe you could get, like, lottery tickets you could buy. Yeah. You match two women, and you turn it in, and you get... <laughs> You can't ever say Robbins doesn't come up with some creative uh, ideas. No, I mean, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm thinking, hey, it, it would benefit the schools because we all know all that money <laughs> from lotteries go to schools, right? Oh, yeah. And it, it achieves both goals. You get a shot, but you got to pay for it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, God. Just don't call I'm thinking it a, outside the box. Just yeah. don't call it a scratch-off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's going to send some weird connotations down the line. Maybe you do call it a scratch-off. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a free dose of penicillin. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, imagine if Pritzker, seriously, isn't born a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, yeah. okay, and he can't hold down a job. No. Is that guy attracting anybody? Well, no, no sir. Well, he, he was born a millionaire, and, and he still paid for it, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Did he? Is that documented? Oh, I'm just assuming. Oh, no. I, well, okay. There's a money angle in all of that, mm -hmm. though, right? I mean, there has to be. Listen, man. Of course, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know. My guess would be if the guy didn't have a lot of dough, would his wife have found him as attractive as she did? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Well, I'm saying very no, no, doubtful. No. I, well, yeah, I mean, I've heard this before. A comedian saying, you know, uh, women like the powerful men, wealthy sure. men, right? Yes. And men like the attractive women. 
because yes. no one's going. And he said nobody has more money in the world than Roseanne. Roseanne at the time, Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. He goes, but dudes aren't going Roseanne. No. 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 Well, Tom Arnold. <laughs> that was a different thing. Well, exactly. No, I mean, research backs all that stuff up. I mean, and it's people, all true, right? People, there are a lot of people that hate it when you bring it up. But I that's know. just the reality of life. It, it is. It is. It is what it is. Okay. So you've got news from a pollster, David. What's this? Yeah, part, part of this, I think, is just sort of the fear porn that gets pumped out on a daily basis from mainstream media. But uh, the University of Chicago and NORC, the polling outfit, have a new poll out showing that there's apparently a growing number of people who are just fine with insurrection if it means they get their way. Now, the fascinating thing, though, is that you hear insurrection, and immediately because the media has conditioned everybody this way, you immediately think, oh, my gosh, it's a bunch of Trump supporters. Uh, not, not so fast. The question is, uh, is the use of force justified to restore Trump to the presidency? 6.9% of people said, yeah, I agree with that. Use of force, restore him to the presidency. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that's very small number. Uh, 11.6% said the use of force was justified to prevent Trump from being president again. Hmm. Meaning, meaning, you know, the the you know thirty something lonely cat lady has been more radicalized by MSNBC <laughs> than Chewbacca guy on January sixth. <laughs> I I do like though how they how they framed it though because they extrapolated the percentages and then applied it to the overall population. <gasps> thirty million people think that use of force is justified in order to keep people or keep Trump out of the presidency. Okay. Just to make you afraid of everybody. But uh, Robert right. Pape is a University of Chicago professor on CBS yesterday morning talking about this. Okay. Roll it. These sentiments are a bit like uh, understanding wildfires, the first part of your show. It's the dry kindling that is so important that we can measure in advance. We can't measure political, uh, political uh, scientists like myself or meteorologists a campfire that could set off that kindling or power lines that could set off that kindling. What we can actually measure and see whether it's growing, shrinking, are the sentiments for political violence in the country. And those are growing. And it's important, not because every one of those people is going to commit political violence, but because it helps to legitimate political violence. And it is the pool of people that ultimately do commit acts of political violence. So what is he saying? Well, basically, there's too many people who are cranks or whatever. But again, I, I, I don't I, I, I think that they they do this to try to gin up more and more fear. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, okay, you, you poll anybody about anything, you're going to have people at the fringes who believe some crazy things. Do oh, I really sure. think there's 30 million people out there who are willing to use, like, military force? I mean, to, to keep Donald Trump from being president again? I, I, don't, I don't know that I believe that. Okay. I mean, I really got to think about it. Who would be, I mean, and there's a difference between answering a poll and actually saying we'll take up arms. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just so, thinking after, after Trump's elected, okay, and you see, I mean, if it was Portland, there's a number of different places. Mm-hmm. There are people, well, it was in D.C. All right, we're going to riot. We can't stand for this. Well, that was the election, man. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, you didn't see the outcry from media at that time, no. like January 6th. But is there enough people? That have been brainwashed enough 
to think that Trump, there's no way, should be president, and he is this evil, evil man? I don't know. I don't think it's that many. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in fear about it, but there are a lot of people that, just when you talk to, I'm talking about people that are very intelligent people, but have heard the same message over and over yeah. and over about Trump. Just take about the fine people hoax from Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. They still believe that he said that the neo-Nazis were fine people. He didn't. It's one of the big hoaxes of our time. But there are so many millions of Americans that still believe that. That's a little frightening. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's a tough guy in a survey. Yeah. Well, I also think there's a cost to this kind of stuff because, you know, you're trying to blow it out of proportion as to, like, how many people are really, like, willing to take up arms, yada, yada, yada. But right. that only fosters more... It's a vicious cycle. It only fosters more paranoia and all that. And to your point, Jamie, I mean, I know personally a person that I know is a very intelligent individual, watches way too much cable news, though, to the mm-hmm. point where he was talking about how he walked into a polling station armed with a switchblade because he was afraid some boogaloo boy or whatever was going to show up and try to shoot up the place. Holy mackerel. I'm like, well, first and foremost, dude, that's a crime. You can't bring a switchblade into a polling location. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, if your polling location's out of school, that's a double crime right there. I know that's the that's the legalese that you can expect from me. Uh, but, yeah, you no, you can't bring a switchblade in there. But he was convinced that somebody was going to try to kill people at the polling location. And, and I don't, I'm not going to ask you on the air who it was, but if it's the person I'm thinking of, uh, if it was a bad person, they would take the switchblade away from him and use it on him. Yeah. Probably not a good idea he yeah. carry that. I think it's just, you know, when you got people walking around paranoid like that, it's, it's <laughs> yes. a problem. Yeah. Yes. Um, did you see the update to the Obama story over the weekend? Yeah. The letter to the ex-girlfriend, because this has made the rounds? Holy smokes. Well, okay, so this whole news comes after historian David Garrow, who wrote Obama's 2017 biography, Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama, which, by the way, has been out there for years, and no one really talked about it much. A lot of this isn't new information. Um, But what came out over the weekend was this redacted portion of a 1982 letter that Barack Obama wrote to his then-girlfriend, Okay where it was about having fantasies about having sex with men. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was all redacted, and now some of the parts have been revealed. So it says, Obama wrote, in regard to homosexuality, I must say I believe this is an attempt to remove oneself from the present, a refusal perhaps to perpetuate the endless farce of earthly life. Okay, weirdo. You see... And this is Obama saying this, because I'm not going to let David take me out of context by having me described as saying uh, Obama said he made love to men daily, but only in his imagination. That's what he said. What's wrong with that? Well, hey, man, it's your deal. Not for me, for you, whatever. I, I don't know. I, what? I'm still under the impression that there's more to this story we just don't know about. Like he was trying to get away from this woman and he thought this would be the way to do it. I think still that that is one of the worst takes I've ever heard. I, a couple of people agreed with me. I heard from them. Okay. That, that Do you doesn't think change it's a my bad mind. take, then so that's fine. I have you ever done that, Scott? Nope. nope. If I thought I got away with it, I probably would have, though. It would have been a lot less expensive. <laughs> you write, write a letter to somebody saying that you're gay? <laughs> no, not, per- not gay. Then that person goes and tells all of their friends, you know what? 
It didn't work out because he's gay. Yeah, I'm buying a bigger house, though. So, <laughs> so how, how would you phrase the letter, Scott? I'm just trying to... to well, in to, my dreams, I have sometimes fantasized about men, I suppose. that You would say that, right? I guess that's what he basically said. That's what said. he said, yeah. No, no, I don't think that's a breakup thing. Well, now, he was saying, you know what, I have that, an insatiable appetite and I want to sleep with a lot of women. That'll probably get you broken up with. There's a lot of stories you could tell to get somebody to break up with you to go the other route. I think it's a little, well, a little bit of a reach. <laughs> well, hello. Would... <laughs> anyway, he goes on to say, See. my mind is androgynous to a great extent, and I hope to make it more so until I can think in terms of people, not women as opposed to men. But in returning to the body... I see that I have been made a man, and physically in life, I choose to accept that contingency. <laughs> what? What, what, what? I don't. I don't know what that means. Okay, even without him writing that he makes love to dudes daily, but only in the imagination. Just that last part about my mind is androgynous should have been enough sex repellent to turn her away. <laughs> you would have thought. Yeah. I mean, golly! That's it. Well, yeah, it's your words, dude. Was he dressing like Ziggy Stardust at the time? Or what <laughs> Don't was know. Happening? So I weird. Know. I thought the same thing. I thought Bowie right away. Is he just a symbol now? Yeah. Like Prince there for a while? Yeah. I don't know, man. But the next time some reporters around Obama, you got to ask him, don't you? Hey, dude, how about that letter? Any comment? Still thinking about? Is this a daily thing still? Just, I don't know. Just curious. Oh, What's boy. up? Yeah, yeah, no, hey. I don't know. We don't know. That's the problem. All right. News update, and David has Joy Reid audio on the way. Great. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Joyless Reid. Yeah. Well, what did she say? MSNBC's Joy Reid has found the only white guy in America who doesn't benefit from white privilege, and it's the son of the President of the United States. Isn't Sidebar that- here. You brought up something the other day that was hilarious to me, David. It's so obvious. I never thought of it, but brilliant for you. Oh, well, that guy encapsulates everything dude, the left hates about white. Well, no, everything, everything that they complained about for years. Hunter yes. Biden is the walking embodiment of what they're talking. He's a tax cheat. He illegally obtained a firearm. He gets away with crime after crime after crime. Privilege. Because he's a rich white guy whose dad is in a position of immense power. They but now he's treated guy. worse than anyone else, Yeah, she that, says. That's what Joy Reid says, yes. I think all the evidence that I've seen so far in this case is that Joe, is it Hunter Biden? He could be a terrible guy. I don't know. Never met him. Is being treated worse than anyone else would be. He's being treated worse the way Donald Trump claims he's being treated worse. But he actually is, because normally this would just be misdemeanor stuff that would be done with. Instead, he's endlessly investigated because of politics. That's my perception. Wow. She actually made it through that whole thing without saying, well, the only thing that would be worse is if you were black, then it would be worse. Right? And usually she doesn't miss that opportunity. A little off her game there. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Yeah, this is a weird development. The state of Georgia posts a two-page docket report to Fulton County's uh, Fulton County Court's website stating they will charge Donald Trump with racketeering, conspiracy, false statements, and there are some other charges in there as well. That was posted. A Reuters reporter saw it and then reported it as the news, and then it got deleted. So I think someone jumped the gun there because the grand jury is meeting today. So, that I mean, I, I've been following some uh, local reporters on the ground in, in Atlanta as they are waiting. And, and they, they're expecting if an indictment comes down, it will probably be tomorrow because the prosecutor is presenting to the grand jury evidence compiled over the last two and a half years. And... So essentially what they're doing is a greatest hits. Here's what we're wanting to charge Donald Trump with. And they expect it because the they expect it tomorrow because the grand jury will meet Monday and Tuesday. That's what they're scheduled to do. And then they're not going to wait another week to hand down an indictment. They'll they'll probably announce it tomorrow if any charges are coming down. But it looks very odd that the county would post that before the grand jury has actually rendered any decision. Right. What happened? Well, yeah, what it's, happened? It's rigged. Who does that? Uh, we all know what this is. To me, I'm just yes. sort of sitting here going, cut to the chase, guys. I mean, we know you're going to charge him with something. Yes. Absolutely. Just do it already. bad people. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think we know that. Okay. So that'll be coming down this week. It's like another week, another indictment. Okay. And then you wonder, what is this going to be like in five months? What's it going yeah. to be like, you know, in the spring 2024, the primary season, or even May when it's all wrapping up? Who knows, man? Yeah. Because Biden at the same time could be impeached. Yeah. It, this is going to be an election season unlike any other. And I mean, and you said this the other day. What are the Republicans waiting for as far as Biden goes? Dude, I have no idea. At least for the impeachment inquiry part, like I'll say the same thing. We know where this is heading. Just do it already. You have the goods on him. Yes, I would say do it now. Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah. yeah. But but the longer they wait, the more it'll look transparently like an attempt to interfere in the 2024 election. Um, and you know, even though all these people were, you know, chanting about a democracy if you can keep it in early 2020 when they were impeaching uh. Donald Trump. Yes. But they're all going to be attacking Republicans. How dare they do this in an election year? Completely oblivious to the fact that their side was doing the same damn thing. Well, they're propagandists Yeah, they in are. the end. You just always have to remember that. I'm just glad I took the over on indictments. <laughs> it, was, it was four. Yeah. I need the Georgia one to come in, and I'm a winner. Yeah. First bet you've won in a while. I know, exactly. Yeah. Well played. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, it, Gosh, this is so frustrating. The talking head shows, here, let's bring out these jamokes that are going to be the spokesperson this week for the Democrats, and he's going to slew out a bunch of nonsense, and then you're going to have the talking heads just sort of 
smile and nod and not question them on anything, and that's Dan Goldman this week. Yeah, Dan Goldman, Democrat representative, says Congress needs to stop investigating Hunter Biden's business because, well, there's there's no evidence that, that Joe Biden has done anything wrong. Did, have you seen the bank records, dude? What we do know is that through all of the investigations in Congress, uh, th- there are, they're simply investigating a private citizen. Hunter Biden is not running for president. And Joe Biden <laughs> no is running for is. president, and yet, and he is the president, and yet, notwithstanding all of the time effort and all of the moving goalposts, there's no evidence connecting President Biden to any of his son's business dealings. No, there's lots. And you can, you know, you can sing all you want and make all sorts of accusations, but the fact of the matter is that President Biden, uh, there's been no evidence to show that he's been involved in anything. There's been testimonies from Hunter's business associates, IRS whistleblowers, yeah. from the assertions of foreign beneficiaries, from Hunter's own laptop, and then... If you remember, Joe bragged about withholding foreign aid unless you got somebody fired. You're not getting the money. You can't do that. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Oh, you just don't need to look into any of that. Joe has nothing to do with any of that. That company hired your son, who knows nothing about energy, and gave him millions of dollars. Yeah. That money got funneled to your family. Yeah, and it, it still is mind-blowing that we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden was really the guy, right, that Joe Biden was the reason Hunter Biden was able to get these deals because he was selling the illusion of access, right, quote-unquote? Right. Every family member in the Biden family was getting money except for Joe Biden? Really? Come yeah. on. That's unbelievable. Yeah, of course. 10 for, 10%... For the big guy. Who is the big guy? Right. Er, whatever. Okay, moving on. Man, this is sad news. Um, and I know, man, it's part of what we do. You're talking about some things that are sad, but they're facts. And this is alarming, man. Yeah, it really is. About 49,500 people took their own lives last year God. in the U.S. That's the highest number ever. Uh, that was according to new government data recently posted. And we all know why. You, you you know, people's lives were turned upside down during the pandemic unnecessarily. You shut down AA meetings, but you keep the liquor stores open. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make sense at the time. And like we, we've been talking about this for like three years now, more than three years now, that um, the effects of shutdowns of the overturning of all of society will take years to fully realize. Yes. Um, and we're starting to see that now. But you know what the Associated Press blames? Okay, go ahead. A rising gun ownership. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly Should've that's predicted what it was. That. Yeah. There, there has never been, you know, the, one of the things they talk about with gun buyback events is they say it's beneficial because it could prevent somebody from taking their own lives. There is no evidence to support that. The means, I mean, it, sure, it may prevent suicides by gun, but it doesn't affect the overall suicide rate. There's no evidence to support that. If somebody wants to take their own lives because they've reached the end of their rope for one reason or another, they're going to figure out a way to get it done. And that's the tragedy of it. 
Dude, and something else, and I'm trying to remember, and I don't have the story in front of me. I heard this on news earlier today about military suicides. Yeah. And from the way I understood the story, it's getting worse. Um, it's just a big increase. So the whole, well, what, guns are more accessible for members of the military? Are you right. going to make that argument? Yeah. Give me a break. There's a lot more at play. But, I mean, that's what the left does. Let's see. How could we get this to fit our narrative? Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll go after the guns here. Wow, man. And so I'm guessing a lot of people are still thinking, okay, you had the mental health decline during the pandemic, and that has stuck around for some people. And that is a big contributor. Is that basically what they're thinking, David? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's obvious what, what actually happened here. Man. Golly. Okay. Moving on to other things. Okay, this is somewhat of a lighter note. I'm not going to say it's wholesome. But it's certainly lighter. In San Francisco, they just approved a big robo-taxi expansion. So they can run 24-7 now. The self-driving taxi. Oh, gosh. That makes you nervous. Any self-driving thing makes Hell you nervous, Hell yeah, Scott. it does. It should make everybody nervous. Why is that? Just because you see the occasional accident? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the occasional accident. I have not, honestly... And you're probably right. I haven't heard the statistics as far as more accidents with the driverless cars than someone that is driving just like an Emrod. Yeah. I'm guessing that maybe it's up there Yeah, for the sake of this argument. But this is completely different in that these robo-taxis are going to be running. But the, well, the reason for this story and what was written in the San Francisco Standard is that uh, if you're going to get in one of those, you might want to wipe down the seats. Because, no, they're not. No. A lot of people are having sex oh, in the robo-taxis. See? Oh, well, it's efficient. I'll give them that, you know. What uh, do you want them to do, Scott? Have sex while they're driving? No. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> you, don't you have to have sex in the car one way or another. It's a rule. No, I'm kidding. But, no, that is happening, though. Um, apparently... Uh, you're like, okay, well, no one's watching. Well, there's cameras. I don't know if people yeah. understand. There are cameras well, in the yeah, car. They're right. recording all of that stuff. Um, it says all of them were in cruise cars made by General Motors. One guy in this interview said he had done it at least three different times because it's also a place where people are just meeting to hook up. Yeah. It's not like, hey, you've got, you know, all of a sudden this couple that's been together and they're deciding, hey, we want to ride on the wild side. Let's right. go get in the robo taxi. It's like a hookup place. Right. Well, Ooh. I mean, yeah. I mean, prosecution is not, I'm, I'm sorry, prostitution is not being prosecuted in the city. So, you know. Yes. It's cheaper than a motel, I guess. How's that work? Do you have a destination you have to put into the robo taxi saying, oh, I'm yes. going from here to there? Maybe. And then when you get there, you go, I changed my mind. I'm going back. Well, I mean, yeah, you, if you're going to take a cab somewhere, sooner or later, you got to head back home, right? Well, that's what I mean. In the same cab, I guess, huh? What, are you just... making notes on how to pull this off? No, I'm just <laughs> thinking myself, all the logistics involved. Yes. Okay, got it. They said experts aren't that surprised because a study in 2018 predicted that autonomous vehicles would lead to more sex on the road. God. Yes. He said the companies that have this footage from the security cameras, they yeah. don't always review it, but they can if they want to. And they could potentially ban you. So just beware of that. Or post it online. I'm just going to say that. That's a website, right? I mean, that's that's a destination. Yeah. Well, 
best off just not doing it. Now, instead of cash cab, it's sex cab. <laughs> <laughs> Subscription well, it's like only. That old te- taxi cab confessions. Right. Holy smokes, man. All right. Much more to get to. Um, all right. More about this special counsel, the ridiculousness of it. And what was the weirdest lie you were told as a kid? That's making the rounds. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you have a clip of Dana Bash from CNN? Oh, yeah. So on, on Friday, of course, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced mm-hmm. that he has appointed a special counsel to continue investigating Hunter Biden. And it's the same prosecutor who tried to give broad immunity to Hunter. His name is David Weiss. Uh, what this really means is that no one will have to answer questions in front of the public about interference in the investigation. Because the Republicans Weiss, have been wanting a special counsel for a long time, and we want to be uh, right. transparent, and that's why we're doing this. Yeah, isn't that remarkable? Like, I, I've seen a lot of uh, uh, snotty reporters saying, well, you know, Republicans wanted a special counsel. Yeah, do you not realize that sometimes circumstances change? Right. Between then and now? Do you not realize that? There has been a huge change in circumstances because David Weiss is the same guy who basically said, we'll let you off the hook, Hunter. For everything. For everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Geniuses. Uh, anyway, but now David Weiss is siloed away from all oversight as long as he's designated a special counsel. Uh, <laughs> CNN's Dana Bash says, hey, you know what? That's good news. All right. Wow, that sounds like transparency. The other way to look at it is that it could keep Republicans at bay because now that you do have a special counsel which a lot of republicans were uh, were calling for a and b i, I can't remember if it was paula or one of our other uh, reporters make maybe you guys are making this point that uh while the special counsel is doing his work <laughs> he can't he's unlikely to talk to uh to congress and it's unlikely for them to get the information that they're working right. welcome to the obvious dana <laughs> Really on it. Yeah. Award winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious, isn't it? It is. Wow. Okay. Oh, I mentioned it earlier in the show when we were doing the story about Obama and how it had come out over the weekend what he actually said in his 1982 letter to his then girlfriend about his homosexual fantasies. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to be very careful the way I was reading it, so David wouldn't take me out of context with a piece of audio to use it. And I think it has still happened. Mm. Roll it, please. My mind is androgynous to a great extent. (laughs) See? Well, welcome to my world. Yeah. Well, your world, I think, is worse, actually. Of course it is. It always is. This was Robbins from, well, less than an hour ago. Well, in my dreams, I have sometimes fantasized about men. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see, completely out of context. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I knew that, man. I knew that capture was coming. I knew I, it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe right that Right after I said it, it, I went, oh, crap. Here we go. Yeah, I think the setup was, I was saying, if you were writing the letter, Scott, how would you write it? <laughs> and I just fell and right it, into it. You did it. Gosh, dang it. A few things, Robin's out of context. What was that one? No, I haven't taken Different. a bath. Oh, God, I don't know how long. <laughs> Decades. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. there was that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of different things. Of course. Uh, you've got a whole soundboard full of them, yeah. Well, it's not a total soundboard, but there have been a few that we have used over yeah. time. That's always fun. Okay. I need to move on to other things. Oh, I mentioned this. What was the weirdest lie you were told as a kid? This is making its round all over online. Making the rounds, I mean. And they're using, you know, gum stays in your stomach for seven years. You were told that at mm-hmm. one time as a kid. Or driving with the dome light on is illegal. Things like that. So, if you want, I can share first. Okay. Yeah, there was ahead. a lady that came into our school talking about good dental care and brushing your teeth. Talking about, you know, bugs come into your mouth at night and they poop on your teeth. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't brush them in the morning, the poop stays on there all right. day long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What was yours, David? Um, when my dad said, I'll be right back. Oh, golly. Jeez. Oh, gosh, dang. Oh, man. Wow. I got to follow that. Oh, man, I got nothing. Oh, I wish I wouldn't ask that. <laughs> wow. Um, hmm, I'd rather hear Robin's out of context than that. Actually, do we have any more of those? I'm going to be the whacker. If that's the <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm my sorry, dad, Scott, my dad told me not to be the whacker. <laughs> <laughs> was there a lie that you were told as a kid? I, when you cross your eyes, they'll stay that way. They'll oh, stick. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, I yep. heard that one, too. Okay. Wow. That just brought everything down. Thank you, David. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story of the day, David. <laughs> you are the wind out of my sails. <laughs> anyway, biggest story of the day to me is that uh, there was a little uh, uh, trip on the whoopsie go round, and uh, Georgia officials posted a, uh, a, a, a what appeared to be a charging document related to Donald Trump. That said, yeah, we're charging him with racketeering and other things related to uh, his efforts to, quote unquote, find votes in Georgia after the 2020 election. They posted these documents while the grand jury was apparently still hearing evidence. Yeah, boy. So we all know where this goes, right? Yeah. And we know that he's going to be indicted. Yes, no doubt about it. All right, we'll get to that. Scott Robbins got the trifecta. And maybe some more Robin's out of context. Who knows? It's entirely among men who have sex with me. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. Just saw this story. This is interesting. Uh, in upstate New York, they're telling the mayor, Eric Adams, ain't no more illegal aliens up this way. Yeah, Buffalo, right? Yes. Yeah, they don't want them there. Uh-uh. That's because they're unloving. Yeah. Isn't that it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah criminals, yeah. yeah. Committing no, crimes. No, there's, there's a bunch of sexual crimes happening. That's what I mean, yeah. There's a bunch of crimes, yeah. Rape, sexual assault? Yes. It can't have it. We've got four, um, 540 illegals up here, no more. And we want the ones that are already here out of here. No. Well, Don't send any more. Remember way back in the day, oh, about eight years ago, Donald Trump on CNN with Don Lemon? And he said, hey... Somebody's doing the raping, Don. Uh, people are people are getting raped because of the border crisis, and that was supposed to be beyond the pale. Oh yeah, it was. Well, apparently it is happening, and uh, well, Donald Trump was right about that. Dude, I gotta find that. I mean, I haven't heard it in a long time, and the one thing I remember about it. <laughs> Was Lemon did not know what to do because no. at the time CNN was still very Trump friendly because he was bringing in a lot of ratings and he was saying Trump talking about someone's doing the raping Don 
And Don's like, uh, hmm. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know about that. I do have that audio. Roll that out. Somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, somebody's doing the, just think it's women being raped. Well, who's doing the raping? Mm-hmm. Who's doing the raping? Yeah. I mean, how can you say such a thing? So that's, look, the problem is you have to stop illegal immigration coming across the border. You have to create a strong border, Don. Yeah. If you don't, we don't have a country. Yeah. Remember Terrible. at the time, too, we were told by media, no one is talking about the border. <laughs> well, yeah. And that resonated with people because you, the numbers were there, but nothing like we've seen in the last three years. Oh, no. I just love these blue states getting all twisted over this after having their hands up and their lights on for a long time about, well, we, we, it's acceptance in this state. Well, until it comes to you and then it's upside down. This, I, I'm telling you, man. These guys, I mean, I have empathy and I have sympathy a lot of times, but man, you get you voted for this garbage, and now you're getting it. Well, I mean, we had this piece of audio that David had earlier in the show, and it, it's still pretty wild. Damn. And that was the audio from Chuck Todd. Yeah. Saying, I guess Greg Abbott was right. New York City's growing humanitarian crisis. The shelter system slammed by an influx of migrants. The new calls for federal help. I guess Greg Abbott was right. He said once he got blue cities to deal with this, that they would be uh, very upset at the federal government. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, it took him a while to get there, but yes. Yeah. This stuff always, but you think it's going to stop where it is? No, it's not. It never does. Well, people want to come to this country. They're going to keep coming in as long as you allow them to do it. I mean, it's easy to figure out. Yes, this is not hard. And it's also easy to figure out when you've got border states going, we can't have any more. Mm -hmm. And they start sending them to states that are welcoming. Yeah. Because you told us you were. Yeah. Well, and before some moron has this thing, are you saying everybody that comes across is a rapist? Yeah, of course. That's exactly what we're saying. Every single one. (laughs) Dope. No. No. Not saying that. Uh, Did you? I, I liked how when you were off uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jamie, um, the Biden administration tried to crack down on uh, uh, Governor Abbott for putting the buoys in the Rio Grande. Yeah. By declaring a species of mussels to be critically endangered and somehow saying basically these buoys are affecting their habitat and you got to remove them. <laughs> Under the Endangered Species, Species Act. Act. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You're joking. No, no we're not, not joking. Of muscle. What? Yeah. The muscles. The, the, yeah, little clams. Clam thing, you eat them. They're the yeah. rubbery tasting. And because of that, we can't have them. Right, because yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're becoming extinct. Because apparently the buoys, which float on the surface, <laughs> affect mm-hmm. the muscles, which don't float on the surface. Actually, they're in the mud closer to the... Right. Sure. That's embarrassing. It is. But, I, I mean, th- again, it's the whole-of-government approach to try to keep the, uh, the the border open. There was one other thing about the buoys. Some left-wing nut jobs are claiming that there are circular saws on the buoys. <laughs> so what, what <laughs> yeah. it is is there are, it's like bearings. There are large metal bearings in between that rotate, and they are serrated partially to prevent people from grabbing them. Or moving mm-hmm. them, but then also to prevent debris from being caught on them. Okay, they're not circular saws. They're not. So the the meme wars have been hilarious because all these people are like, 
putting uh, Governor Abbott in the saw mask. Then <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, we want to play a game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. It's like two people have already died because of these buoys. Well, no. There were, sadly, a couple of bodies that were found caught in the buoy, but they had died up further upstream and floated down. Right. Wow. And, you know, it's really weird because when all the people were drowning and all of that has happened, yeah, the media doesn't care at all. Nope. They don't report on that. They don't care. No. No. All right. Robin, you ready for your yeah, big three? Yeah, let's roll. Let's okay, go. here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, I never answered my tax this weekend. I wanted you to come over, but nothing. Got you. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm ready. I mean, did you three. me? Okay. Number three, Enos Freedom Cantor takes a, or is it Cantor Freedom? I, I always forget what. What's it's Cantor Freedom. Cantor yeah. Freedom? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he took a blowtorch to trans ideology, you're telling me. Well, yeah, this is the this is a former NBA player mm-hmm. who essentially, would it be fair to say he got blacklisted from the NBA? Yeah. Would that be fair? I mean, yeah, I know he probably. wasn't a great player. He was a marginal player. I mean, in his prime, he's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, could yeah. he still play? I'm probably. Yeah. Anyway, he sent this tweet out. He said, hey, men don't belong in women's sports. Restrooms, locker rooms. Or sports in general. They don't belong in our space. Since I'm blackballed from the NBA, should I put on a wig and identify as a woman and start dominating the WNBA? (laughs) I've been talking about this for months. Yeah, you have. Is that when the outrage will begin? Is that fair to all the women who spent their whole lives? Will it outrage them? Where are all the women's rights activists and feminists on this? He's not really going to do it, is he? I don't know. Oh, man, would that be hilarious. I'm I'm telling you, man, somebody is going to do it and cash in. Yeah. And and they're going to make money. I mean, you know, WNBA, comparatively speaking. But still, it beats working for a living, and I can go in there and play ball and get money. It's already happened in Australia. Yeah. I mean, what's to stop it from happening? Well, right now, nothing. I mean, the woke crew in the WNBA? Because as far as I know... You just have to identify. That's it. You don't have to change anything else. You no. can go with the, he could go with the full beard. He could. If he wants to. Yeah, he voluntarily said he put a wig on. Me do that. He just he'd grow it out. Okay. Whatever. Do it, Enos. Yeah. Do It'd it. Be fun to watch. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Sky Robbins trifect the top three of the day up to number two. Number two, questioning school board members may be a crime in California. Yeah, they're poised now to codify at the state level. What the feds were once requested to do, that is, turn inquisitive parents into criminals. There's a Senate bill now, 596, that was introduced by Democratic State Senator Anthony Portantino and dubbed the School Employees Protection Act. It expands on existing laws, which makes it a misdemeanor for any person to threaten or harass a school employee during the course of their duties. It also adds a penalty for creating, quote, a substantial disorder, post quote, on any meeting of a public school board, charter school board, county board of education, and the California State Board of Education, creating substantial disorder. Now, I suppose that means vehemently arguing your case in front of them that they're, you're tired of them screwing up your kids, that they could lock you up for it now. Yeah, who decides that? Exactly. Well, you know, they will. 
if you object to what they're doing, they'll just throw slap that on you. That'll be the end of that. So as long as it's some sort of leftist cause, then that's an impassioned speech. Well, totally, yeah. But if you disagree with it, that is... That's, that's, yeah, that's substantial disorder. Yeah, well, we've heard a lot of those, whether it was about mass mandates or whatever or crazy the, the, porn books in school, exactly. that sort of stuff. Where parents could stand up and passionately argue yeah. for their children. They're not going to have this anymore. No, well, some are it. kicked out for reading books that are available at school. Yes. In middle school. Yes. No. Which everybody should do. Crazy. Now, yes. on with the countdown. This guy Robbins trifecta, the top three of the day, and already at number one. Number one, you want to talk about golf, and uh, you're telling me Jordan Spieth did something interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Jordan Spieth, uh, right in the heat of the battle, by the way, of the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Uh, this was on Saturday. Shot a 68, third round, blah, blah, blah. But the cool thing that he did was he gave a guy half of his sandwich. He I did not see this. You were just re- telling me about he this. He reached into his bag. This is this is after he was walking, after he hit his drive, was walking, yeah. and some guy, he reached into his bag to pull a sandwich out. You hear a guy say, hey, what do you got there? He said, yeah, hey, I got a uh, peanut butter and banana sandwich right here. You want half? Mm. Guy said, sure. So he tears it in half and gives it to him. <laughs> That's awesome. And they both eat a sandwich. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me, but it just did. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you don't hear about that very often. Keeping I mean, the energy up during the round. <laughs> right. Banana, peanut butter. Yeah. Peanut yeah. butter, banana sandwich. Helps this dude with like, cramps. Yeah. yeah he, just gets, he tears it right off and just hands it to the dude. The guy just eats it. Wow. Channeling Elvis all at the same time. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day. Well played. Good job. Okay. Got to get to uh, another news update. And, of course, Nimrod's in the news. It's also National Tattoo Removal Day. Oh. <laughs> More on that as well. Coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, news update, David Van Camp. Well, our White House press secretary, Green Jean-Pierre, out with another yeah. banger today. Oh, boy. As uh, she was talking about the uh, devastation in Hawaii as a result of the wildfires. Okay, roll it. It's been a devastating devastation, as we have seen. You just mentioned uh, the loss of life. Yeah. A devastating devastation? Yes. And you've seen the loss of life. Is it too much Hmm. to ask to have people in positions of leadership of my country to be able to speak? Yes, yeah, it is. Apparently so, yeah. Equity, David. No. Hmm. It's been a devastating devastation, as we have seen. You've just mentioned uh, the loss of life. Mm-hmm. The loss of life. Yeah. Life. And that devastating devastation. These are prepared remarks, correct? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. As I've admitted before, to even think about having that job... Makes me sweat. My forehead just starts sweating. Oh, gosh, yeah. It would be an absolute debacle. Embarrassing on so many levels. But I would never apply for it. And if they tried to talk me into it, I'd say, no, I can't do it. It's (laughs) not not your guy. (laughs) I mean, most of of these people are are very good at it, even if you don't like what they're saying. I mean, Little Red Lionhood was good at it. Yes. I mean, you know? Yeah. 
I, mean, I don't like her. I don't like her either, but I mean, she she was she spewed propaganda better than anybody else. But man, oh man, yeah, this is with her, brutal. and it's one thing because you don't get the sense that she ever feels like this is more than I can handle or yeah. is humble about it. Oh no, it's like, always I, I create history here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but that's that said uh, that bravado is to cover up the everything. insecurities. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of covering up, it's National Tattoo Removal Day. <laughs> Regrets. <laughs> what had a what few... do you think is like the biggest reason people get tattoos removed? Oh, I guess somebody's name, I suppose, and the they relationship blows up, and they still the name is still there. From what I understand, the way I read this, it's that in the long term, it became embarrassing, mm. or was in the wrong place. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was too visible. But then there is that part. Well, yeah. There's the, the wrong name. Yeah. I'm going to love her forever. It always makes me laugh when I see my brother in a tank top or at the pool. Because when he was 18, he got a tattoo, and it's the barbed wire. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now he's, like, a dorky academic, and he's still rocking the barbed wire tattoo around the <laughs> arm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was the one thing about an earring. You could take it out. Yeah. Yep. And as I've mentioned before, I will never forget the day that I'm pumping gas and I see my reflection in the minivan window. Me pumping gas with, I think it was khaki pants. It was a dress code at the station I worked at at the time and a button-up shirt with my earrings. And I, I looked at myself and I, who are you kidding? Right. Yeah. This looks ridiculous. I did the same thing when I got rid of mine. I'm like, you're an idiot. You look like oh. an idiot. I, I for you one, bald dork. Okay. <laughs> I for one have never regretted my nipple rings or my get mad neck tattoo. Okay. But they <laughs> still one. rock, man. As far as I'm concerned, they're still really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nipple rings. That had to hurt like crazy, didn't it? <laughs> Anybody that did that? Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Well, got a 37-year-old Illinois man, Brian Baker, arrested for drunk driving near Lake of the Ozarks. No vacation time. Um, Okay. 34-year-old was with him at the time, uh, also drinking. They think they're married, but he stepped out of his truck, apparently didn't put it in park first. Oh, boy. She hopped in the driver's seat, but couldn't stop the truck before it rolled over him. Oh. Injured, but going to be fine, and was arrested about an hour later for driving while intoxicated. Um, The missus also got arrested for drunk driving, Mm -hmm. and that was two hours after the incident. Wow. So then she continued to drive even after he had been arrested for the drunk driving. There's just a whole lot of drunk driving going on there. Gosh dang. Yes. And then there's this new wellness practice. Figured I would put this in Nimrods of the News. It's called death meditation. It involves wrapping yourself in sheets like a mummy and then imagining looking at your dead body. Supposedly, it helps with anxiety and boosts happiness. Oh, sure. Yeah, why not? And that's Nimrods in the News.